And welcome back to the Music Matters Media Podcast. I am your host, Lisa. And I'm Eric. And today we're going to be discussing Lil Wayne's latest album that was released on January 31st. I'm talking about Funeral. It's been a long time coming, man. We've been waiting for this episode. I cannot wait to fully dive in to this album and go through all the material that it has to offer. We're at a whopping 24 tracks on this i will give the rundown in just a bit but first eric as always we have our top three international countries of this week so eric you ready to give a little love ready okay coming in at number three we have canada very nice canada awesome shout out to all the canadian listeners out there you guys are incredible one of our biggest fan bases that we have. You show nothing but endless amounts of support, and we cannot thank you enough for that. Seriously, and I lived in Canada for a little bit in the early 90s, so you guys are near and dear to my heart. Fun fact out there, fun fact. And coming in at number two, which I have to say this week, two and one were extremely close. In fact, it only came down to one person that made the difference between the two countries. Really? We had a tiebreaker, huh? So. Wow. Coming in at number two, we have the United Kingdom. Wow. Well, I mean, it's no surprise because they are always just up there fighting for the top spot, let alone to be in the top three. But wow. So many devoted listeners from the UK, once again, cannot thank you enough. I mean, come on, Canada, the UK, they are some frequent, frequent flyers on our top three international. And I got to tell you, it was so close. The UK almost clinched the first spot. If you had to guess, any guesses for our number one this week? No one particular guess, but I'll I'll throw some names out there just because it's constant to see them. Uh, Brazil, Australia. Ding, 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 ding. Coming in at number one, we have Australia. Wow. Very awesome, man. Good guess, Eric. We're global here, so I really could have been anybody's guess. Good I know, guess. I know. But I mean, listen, we have such devoted fans that, you know, after a while, you're just like, oh, man, I wonder how, you know, these two countries are going to be duking it out this week, you know? 
It's so true. Shout out to our Australian listeners. You guys clinched the number one spot. It was very, very close this week. What an amazing lineup. Thank you to Canada at number three, the United Kingdom at number two, and Australia at our top spot this week. And thank you to all of our listeners that take the time to click play and listen to our podcast. We cannot thank you enough. We love you guys. We love the fact that you guys keep on tuning in. And we just have such endless amounts of gratitude for every single last one of you. Thank you guys from the bottom of our hearts. And also, have no fear if you did not make our top three this week. Because you can make it next week or any week after that. All you have to do is share this podcast with your friends, with your families, with any loved ones you may have. And we could be shouting you out next. So before we get into funeral, as I said before, we have a lot to say about this album. We have a lot to go through with the material on this album of 24 tracks. It is going to be one hell of a ride on this episode. But before we get into that, I just wanted to take the time to have a moment to acknowledge Pop Smoke's passing this past week such, such unbelievably heartbreaking news. He was only 20 years old. He still had the rest of his life ahead of him. So unbelievably young. He was up and coming in the hip-hop industry, and uh, he really was making a name for himself. He actually, Eric, just released his second official album only a week prior to his passing and that album has been doing uh, amazing on the charts and now even more so now that he's passed the streams went up incredibly I got the chance to listen to the album both before and after I listened to it the day that he passed just as a remembrance out of respect and he just had so much talent and you can tell that he was uh, going to be a force to be reckoned with it's so sad that he was taken from us so soon in life I just wanted to give a shout out to his family and friends and everybody that is grieving his loss, Um, even if you were just a devoted fan. I truly believe the world lost a good one on February 19th, 2020. It was such a sad story to wake up and read a home invasion and, you know, it's just so unbelievable. Life is so incredibly short. I say this all the time to people. Tell people that you love and care about them. Hold your loved ones close and tell them how much they mean to you while you have the opportunity to do so. And this is just a reminder to really drive that point home. Absolutely. You know, it's always a tragic thing when uh, musicians die so young because they have such promise, such potential, and then to see all of that disappear in the blink of an eye is just really tragic. So, you know, our hearts go out to all the fans, his family, and his friends. Rest in peace, Pop Smoke. Yes, rest in peace, Pop Smoke. And in remembrance of Pop Smoke, go and play his albums. They both were really good, in my opinion. Meet the Woo came out this past July 2019, and then he recently dropped this month, Meet the Woo 2, right before he passed away. It is definitely worth checking out. He really was an up-and-coming talent, and he will be dearly missed. Absolutely. 
Okay, so with that being said, we have funeral here to talk about, Eric, and it has been quite a journey to get this album and for this album to see the light of day. So before we get into our overall thoughts of the album and we pick our least favorite and our favorite tracks off of the album, why don't you give our listeners our personal journey with this album, our anticipation for it, and everything that it took to get to this point of it finally being released. So in terms of anticipation, we had been waiting for a while. You know, I think we both were under the impression that we would get a summer release initially with this album. And after having listening, after having listened to the Carter Five, we were both, you know, just really anticipating to see what it was going to be. And, you know, I can even remember us just like, you know, browsing through emails, you know, um, deciding to get physical copies of this CD. And we were just like, we really hope it comes out this summer. But then it got delayed. And, you know, then it was anybody's guess as to when it would be released. And, you know, we were both skeptical about it because we were both like, well, what does this mean? And I think our expectations kind of grew even more after that. Because, you know, when, whenever someone takes an extra long time to record an album, you want to believe that it's because they're being extra careful with it, because they're fine-tuning it, or because they're just maybe adding more stuff to it to make it better. The point is, we were both really unsure about what the end result was going to be, and so every time we didn't hear something, it was just torture. It really was just torture. Little Wayne and Blink-182 went on tour this past summer, and it was the best combination of acts, personally for me, because anybody that knows me knows that Little Wayne is my favorite rapper of all time, and Blink-182 is my favorite band of all time, and them coming together for that tour completely blew my mind, and it was the best show hands down thus far that I've ever been to the all-around experience of it all. I am so endlessly grateful for that show, for that night, everything that it gave me. And it's just, yeah, I can go on and on about it. We did an episode about it, so go check that out if you want to listen to our recap of that concert. But ever since we bought the tickets, with the ticket purchase, you get an option to pick which album you wanted to pre-order, and then it would be shipped to your house on the release date. So we've been sitting on Funeral for a while, and yeah, the anticipation just grew and grew over time because of the fact of it getting pushed back. And I told Eric, I said, well, I hope that this just means that he's just working even harder to put together the best possible piece, or, or I should say pieces of music, and we're going to get one hell of an album. So that that is why I uh, still held out so much hope, even though it took a long time for it to see the light of day. And not for nothing, but, you know, we were also just as um, really, we were just really anticipating the new Blink album as well at the same time. And when we finally heard it, you know, we're both like, well, Blink released a fantastic album now it's little wayne's turn so naturally we were both like you know little wayne can't fall behind he needs to release an album that's on the same level at least as blink 182's you know yeah i totally agree with that statement because blink's album you want to talk about 
over time me questioning like okay well what's going to be the quality of this album and you know there was just so much that happened throughout that entire tour and the run of it and the album cycle in general that was pretty unconventional for Blink that it had me questioning a couple of things and yeah I did have my doubts and concerns but when nine was officially released back in September the same night that we went to the show it blew all of my expectations out of the water and it put any doubt that I possibly had to rest so yes to that point of what you're saying I only then on expected nothing less from Little Wayne moving forward after that and now all these months later, you know, we had, I'm not going to say we had forgotten about it, but, you know, the release date of Funeral was, you know, not as front and center in our minds. And I can remember a couple weeks ago, sitting at work, just scrolling through my Facebook feed, and then I get the notification that it's been released. I'm like, wow, finally, you know, <laughs> I wonder what, I wonder what it's going to be like, you know, because I was at work, I didn't have a chance to listen to it yet. But I can only imagine what everybody that was listening to the album was thinking. So I was like, this is going to be a very interesting listen when I uh, eventually get the chance to sit down and have my time with it, you know? And speaking of, you couldn't even sneak it at work because this album is a whopping 24 songs long, which I am going to do a quick run through right now. You have Funeral, Mahogany, Mama Mia, I Do It, featuring Big Sean and Little Baby, Dreams, Stop Playing With Me, Clap For Him, Bing James, featuring J-Rock, Not Me, Trust Nobody, featuring Adam Levine, Know You Know, featuring 2 Chains, Wild Dogs, Harden, I Don't Sleep, featuring Takeoff, Sights and Silencers, featuring The Dream, Ball Hard, featuring Little Twist, Bastard, aka Satan's Kid, Get Out of My Head featuring Triple X, Piano Trap, Line Em Up, Dark Side, Nevermind, T.O. featuring O.T. Genesis, and to round everything out, Wayne's World. And that is the entirety of Funeral. So, with all that, because that was a lot to <laughs> for the listeners to take in, how did you feel about this album overall, Eric? Did it meet your expectations? And what were some standout tracks to you? So, you know, I think as with the last album, I had really no expectations, if anything. After now listening to one album and having gone to a live show, at the very least, I expected this album to be grimy. Because if there's one thing you know about Lil Wayne is that he doesn't hold back in terms of, you know, dirty, you know, lyrics and just very hard instrumentation and beats. So at the very least, I knew it was going to have that. But then when I found out that it was a double album, I was like, okay, now things are going to get very interesting <laughs> because, you know, it's anyone's guess as to what kinds of sounds you put in there. So to build off of that overall, I think this album has all the different aspects of Lil Wayne that you would expect. You know, you have his dirty songs that are, of course, his trademark, such as I Do It, Dreams, Clap Borum, Line Em Up. And then there's his smoother, more laid-back songs, such as Not Me, Trust Nobody, Know You Know. And then there's your songs that lean more towards pop or R&B, such as Stop Playing With Me and Nevermind. And I really like that it's got a mix of different things. 
whether the songs are cohesive, meaning whether they flow into each other seamlessly, that's another story. I kind of feel like maybe the organization of the tracklist could have been a little differently. But I definitely do think that this album is career-spanning in the sense that you uh, you get that grimy sound that he's known for, but you also get those laid-back songs and also the more popular ones where he kind of you know, ventures into more R&B territory, and it's it's a chance for him to show a different side of him. So, Eric, I am glad that you brought that up because one of the main words that I was going to use to describe his album today was that he's extremely versatile and the fact that he really went in all directions on this album. Now, this album is called Funeral, so people had their preconceived notions that this was Wayne's final send-off because those who know of Wayne's career knows that previously he has been back and forth with the idea of retiring, quote-unquote. Wayne wanted to put those rumors to rest and he came out and made a statement that Funeral, the name of why he chose it, why he chose this album to be called Funeral was solely because this is a follow-up to a previous album that he had called Rebirth, and it just goes with the theme of the idea. He was dabbling with the name of what he was going to call it. It's really about life and death. You know, he was thinking about maybe naming the next one Reincarnation or something along those lines. So it really just goes with the theme of his previous work and the fact that it's a follow-up to Rebirth, and that's why it's called Funeral. But it is not a nod or a hint to the fact that Wayne is going to be retiring. He said that if he doesn't do music, if he doesn't create music, he'll go insane. It's his passion. It's his pride. It is what he has been put on this earth to do. He doesn't plan on slowing down or stopping anytime soon. So I am very much grateful and happy and excited for that. As far as this album as a whole, there is a lot of material on here to digest For me, personally, I think that this album is way, way too bloated. In my personal opinion, I think that this album is way too bloated, and I believe that there are a lot of songs on here that could be put on the chopping block. There's a lot of unnecessary filler on this album, and I do think that it would have been an overall better experience. I know you said you had a problem with the transitions between songs, but I think that it would have been a better experience if we really just cut this album in half. This is a long album, and there are a lot of filler tracks, in my opinion, and I believe that if you really get down to the heart of where the album's at, you really need only half of these songs because overall, if, I, if I'm if i going back to listen to this album, there's a lot of songs in here that I'm not returning back to. No, I understand. You know, double albums can be a very tricky process because then you really have to gauge whether every song is going to be a hit. And, you know, even if it's not a hit, if it'll still hold people's interest. So the process of making double albums, not only is it tiring, but... You know, it's it, it can be really difficult to just wrap your head around and, you know, precisely include what songs are going to make the final product, you know. But I do believe that if done right, a double album does not feel like a double album. Absolutely. I mean, look at what I said after listening to Drake's Scorpion. Yeah. No. <laughs> I made it seem like 25 <laughs> songs wasn't enough. 
But yeah, exactly. I, I totally agree with you that, you know, um, out of all the songs I listened to on this album, a lot of them just kind of felt the same to me, kind of felt, you know, derivative of maybe a song I had already heard prior on the album. And, you know, I agree with you. If If I, you know, had an easy fix to this, it would definitely be to cut this album in half, maybe take the songs that stand out more than the others and have that be the final track list. Yeah, I really think so. And I think that, like I was saying with, that's a great example, I was going to bring that up as well, with Drake's Scorpion, there are some double albums that you get through it and it doesn't feel like a double album and it's just the perfect amount because it feels so seamless with songs flowing into another and you can tell that there's a direction, there's an overarching theme. With this album, it's all over the place, which could be good, but it's also to its detriment because the good part is, as you said earlier, you get all aspects of Wayne on this album. You get the more R&B, popier side. You get the freestyle Wayne. You get him hardcore rapping over some of these beats. And you get a little bit of everything, but... At the same time, as an overall cohesive piece of work, it really does not feel that way at all. It feels completely scattered. For an album to be called Funeral and to build this hype around this theme, you would think that, especially with the intro track, you would think that you're you're diving into an album that is going to have this underlying theme throughout and tie in together by the time you get to the end of the album. And it just completely goes nowhere you you're you're promised to be buckled in for this ride you're attending this quote-unquote funeral and you get the complete opposite it starts off as what could be a promising concept album but then it um it just derails itself however yes you know i think you and i like to look at things positively as much as we can and there are a, a decent handful of songs that are very good here. So let's hear, Merrick, what songs stood out to you and why. The songs that stood out to me included Dreams because of Wayne's vocal performance. Bing James, especially because of J-Rock's appearance on it. I'm a huge fan of J-Rock, so when I saw his name in the track listing, I was really happy that he was included. Sights and Silencers is another one because of how well... Wayne's vocals and the Dream's vocals sync up together to me. This song is to Funeral what Dark Side of the Moon was to the Carter Five. Nice comparison. Love that. You know, Love that comparison. It was just such a... It felt like such a beautiful song. And again, this is one of those songs you could put on a midnight drive and just lose yourself to it. It's quite literally out of this world. Uh, you know, um, Sights and Silencers. It's just one of those epic songs that only Wayne could have made, my opinion. Couldn't agree more. Uh, some other songs that stood out, Bastard, Satan's Kid, you know, just because it's such a raw song. You know, Ball Hard is another one because of that piano riff, that haunting piano riff really yes. makes the song yes. super dark. I love that. I love when hip-hop songs have something in them that just give them just a little bit of extra darkness, you know, and so if any artist can do that, they've... They've scored with me. Uh, another one that I love is Mahogany, and I've got a very specific reason for it. Uh, I don't know if you caught this at all, but um, I'll definitely go more in-depth into it. 
And the reason I love mahogany is because it makes use of the chopped and screwed method. I don't know if you've ever yes, heard of this. Yep, of course. And what's funny is that you might I was, want to explain that though for yes, the people. Yes, and I'm going to. So the chopped and screwed method basically means that you slow the song down, and then you imply you employ other techniques like scratching to basically edit the song and make a new one out of the original. And I actually found out about this through the documentary called Hip Hop Evolution, which, coincidentally, is hosted by the alternative hip-hop artist called Shad from Canada. So you guys are being very well represented. Shout out to Canada. And so he goes into the person who invented this, the late great DJ Screw, legend and innovator in the hip-hop scene. He would slow the songs down and then, you know, incorporate other techniques into the song after he was done. And then, you know, it would be a completely different creation by the time he was finished with it. And so when I was hearing this song and then towards the final 50 seconds, it slowed down. I was like, wow, that is so cool. You know, like I had already heard other songs that are like that, but I, I love that he specifically brought that element into this album. You know, it just kind of made it a more complete experience, in my opinion. Yeah, he's a big fan of doing that. He's done that previously in uh, the history of Wayne's discography and catalog. It was really nice to see it here. I completely agree with you. Mahogany is definitely a standout on this album. I think it has one of the better beats. That beat goes hard. That instrumental goes hard. A problem that I have with this album with not only it being kind of scattered and thinking that we were going into a concept album with a theme only because of the intro track funeral and all the marketing and everything that went into it but the beats are kind of hit or miss for me on certain songs so mahogany however is one of the better songs on this album is definitely a standout track. I love the beat of Mamma Mia. I love that beat. I cannot believe that Wayne was able to rap over something like that. It seems like it sounded like a horror themed uh, track. And the fact that Wayne, only a great, I just want to throw this out there, in my opinion, only a great rapper can pull off rapping over a beat like that. Because there are some beats that are standard where you can get anybody to kind of hop in there and do their thing. But a beat like off of Mamma Mia is a very challenging project to tackle. And Wayne just is not only so versatile, but he's just so crazy with his rhymes. And he is like a chameleon on this album, especially on this track. And that was definitely a highlight and a standout to me as well. No, I totally agree with you. Mamma Mia, I think, is one of his uh, most lyrically spitfire songs on this album. You know, I mean, he just really goes places. He really goes places with his lyrics on, on this particular song and just his delivery. It gets better and better as the song progresses. So you're right. I mean, you know, the fact that he got so intricate over this beat is it really speaks to his talents as an MC. I like to call it a serial killer beat, <laughs> and he just murdered it completely. So there there was that. I agree with you about uh, sights and silencers when he kind of slowed things down. It reminded me of tracks, like you said, that was a great comparison, by the way, featuring uh, Nicki Minaj, Dark Side of the Moon, also throwing it way back with How to Love when he kind of just slows it down more towards R&B, and I thought that that was great as well. 
Um, then you have tracks like Dreams. Dreams is the Wayne that I know and love. Um, it is definitely a highlight and standout on this album. And yeah, there, there's just, there is a lot to get through with this album. I believe that it really should have been cut in half because there is a lot of filler. But the tracks that do stand out really show how much Wayne is just, he's earned his spot being one of the greatest. Yeah, and you know, I also love that he doesn't just have the grimy songs and the laid back ones. He also has the ones where they're just party songs, like clap for him. I mean, you know, had they played that one at the show, I I can already see like the pandemonium of the audience. You know? <laughs> now, I will say this. I know that, you know, we are both in agreement that the album could have been cut down to half. However, I actually had a pretty difficult time narrowing this down to a top five. If you can believe that. Really? Yeah, because there were a lot of songs that, you know, the the feel of them had nothing to do with the others and they were all very unique. But that's also why I was like, oh man, which ones do I pick? You know, because there were a lot that I was like, oh man, I like this, but I like this too. You know, and then it's like, well, what position do I do I put them in? How do I rank them? You know, so I don't know if you had this problem or not but to me specifically it was hard to narrow it down to uh, a top five from the handful of songs that I had picked that I knew I liked and then it was hard to rank them although I will say I did know what my number one was going to be right away oh me too me too I second that right away upon first listen to this album of course I've listened to this album so many times between the time that it came out uh, versus, you know, now that we're recording this episode, just to not only prepare, but because I'm such a big fan. And upon first listen, and then every listen thereafter, it just cemented the fact that this was going to be my number one. I didn't know what was going to fall into the top five, but I automatically knew my number one. So I'm with you on that. Do you think this album is just as good, better or worse than the Carter Five, because that's the only other album that you have a direct reference point. So, I mean, I don't, you might be surprised with my answer. You might not be. I, I don't know, because you're the diehard Little Wayne fan. I am a newcomer, relatively speaking. But I'm going to have to say I liked the Carter Five more than Funeral, just because it felt more cohesive. You know, forget about the fact that it wasn't a double album. It just felt more cohesive. It felt like it had more of a theme to it. It was about his big return. And also, you know, just this, the different genres of music that he incorporated and made it so awesome. Of course, Dark Side of the Moon was an awesome surprise because obviously Nikki is known for her rapping, but then when you hear her sing and then you hear the both of them do a duet, that was just magical. And of course, I loved that Ashanti was featured on the album. Kendrick Lamar was featured on the album. I think that's another thing I loved about that album, the features. I liked them more on uh, on that album than I did on this one. Not to say that the ones on this album were bad. They all did phenomenal jobs. But I felt like they, the guests on the previous album added a certain kind of weight to it, if, uh, if that makes sense. Definitely does. <laughs> and... It just felt more cohesive, and for a comeback, 
it made a really good statement. Maybe that's why I like the card of five more than this one, because, you know, that was a comeback album. And for a comeback album, it made a lot of waves and it reestablished his dominance in the hip hop community. Whereas this one, he's had time to really work on this album. And in the end, it's an album that shows potential promise, but that unfortunately he kind of missed the mark with. So, with everything that you just said, I don't know if this is going to be a surprise to you or not, but I completely, 100% agree with you about everything that you just said. I appreciated the Carter Five so much more than this album, and I will give you all the reasons why right now. So, the number one big, tremendous reason that I have is the anticipation of this album that was built for the quality of the material that we got it completely missed the mark for me that's number one the second thing is that with the carter five majority of that album if not the whole album was built off of older material that just never had the chance to be released because of all the legal battles he was having with young money slash cash money records so it a lot of it was just unreleased material made years ago so with this album this was a freshly made you know Wayne at his current state so after the Carter five he just built even more anticipation because people were wondering okay well if that was the old material and it came out that great but we really can't wait to see what he has to say now and uh once again I just think that that really missed the mark. The third thing is it is way too long. And if it's going to be this long, we have to look at the quality here of these tracks. And not to say that it's all a throwaway album, but for the majority, there's a lot that could be cut and it would still make a decent album. Would it become my favorite album after that? No, it wouldn't, but it would still make a decent album. And... The final thing that I have to say, or actually I have two more, <laughs> I have two more additional things that I have to say. Um, another thing I have to say is the production of this album, the beats, whoever is picking Wayne's beats, um, they're very hit or miss. Sometimes the beats are crazy and the way that he raps over them, I mean, it's like a sport from Wayne. He is unlike any other when it comes to his cadence, his wordplay, the analogies that he creates, he is so fun to listen to when he's in the zone over a good beat. But with that being said, some of these beats sound either outdated or just, it just sounds like there's something missing. Wayne needs somebody with their ear towards rap now and the industry now because he's too much in his own zone. And I really love and respect him for that for not um, paying attention necessarily to the outside noise and the competition and staying in his own lane and creating his own vision for things. But he does need somebody on his team to kind of stay up to date with the current the current vibe of hip hop right now to help him, to help guide him so he'll have the proper tools to create songs that people would actually want to, you know, bump on their way to work or you know, at a party or so on and so forth. So I have an issue with that. And then the last issue, which you brought up in the nicest way possible, is the features. Um, 
for the Carter Five, the features were out of this world. Snoop Dogg, Swiss Beats, Nicki Minaj, Kendrick Lamar, his own daughter, snippets of his mother. Carter Five was one of the best albums that came out that year, in my opinion. And uh, it just showed so much promise for Wayne moving forward once he got out of all the contractual obligations that he had with Cash Money. And then coming into Funeral, some of these features sound completely forced. Some of these collaborations are complete head scratchers where you're just like, really? You That person on that song with that beat? And I don't know. It was just some of them were fantastic. For example, I Do It featuring Big Sean and Little Baby. I was a big fan of that song or Sights and Silencers featuring The Dream. That was a great collaboration as well. But then there's other ones on here that for me, like Get Out of My Head featuring Triple X, may X rest in peace, but just complete noise for me. It just didn't do anything for me whatsoever. And uh, there's a couple on here where you can take it or leave it regarding features. So yeah, I, I, I know it sounds, <laughs> with, with all that, I know it sounds like I'm coming hard, I'm coming down hard on this album, but because of the fact that I'm a huge Wayne fan, and I waited for this album for so long, and so much anticipation was built, I thought it was just going to be a completely different way than it actually turned out. And that's why, to me, it is kind of disappointing. It's not a bad album by any means, but if I were to, you know, rank this up with the rest of his discography, it really, really falls short. I can definitely respect that. And I would say that half of the album feels like one song. You know, there's a lot of songs that just kind of talk about the same thing and kind of feel the same way, have the same beat or have the same energy to it and you know i'm just like you know a a double an entire double album and half of it kind of feels the same you know i really wish he would have had more variety maybe towards the second half of the album or something like that but you know that was probably my main gripe with it i was like you know you clearly show that you can talk about other things that are interesting it doesn't have to be just about you know, sleeping with multiple girls or having stacks of money or diamonds or whatever, you know, you have a lot of interesting things to say. Of course. And we saw layers of Wayne on the Carter five. Exactly. So I'm like, what happened this time? You know, but that that's really the main gripe for me. I agree with that because listen, Wayne can rap about pretty much anything and make it sound good. But once again, it's the quality over the quantity. And, uh, I just think that he should really reconsider next time around when he drops his next album that it's not necessarily we need the 24 tracks we can do we can do with half of that or even less than half. But it's more so the quality of what you're releasing. And uh, yeah. And then also, like I said earlier, with it being called Funeral and it having that theme and it being a follow up to Rebirth. I just thought, especially with the intro track and how this album was promoted and anticipated, that it was going to be a concept album. And I thought that that was going to be a really interesting take Um, because it really sets you up like it's going to go somewhere. And I feel like the first half of it is 
it goes extremely well and it builds you up and it builds you to this excitement where you're like, wow, you know, each song he's going harder than the last and things are looking great. And then to me, in my opinion, once you get towards the second half of this double album, he just loses steam and things are very scattered and everything is kind of chaotic and all over the place. And by the time you get to the end of the album, you're just kind of scratching your head like, well, then. All right, so clearly since we're both in agreement with that, let's rip the band-aid off and state what our least favorite is first, as always, and then we will save the better parts of this album for last. Yes, of course, because you know on this show we like to end everything on a positive note, and there were a lot of highlights on this album. I know it sounds like I have nothing good to say about this album. It is not true. Wait until you hear our favorites. But yes, as you said, let's get into the least favorite first and rip the band-aid off. What was your least favorite track? My least favorite was easily Wild Dogs. Okay, and why is that? I know that I've mentioned the subject of repetitiveness. This is like the epitome of repetitiveness for me on this album because I feel like towards the later half of the song, he just repeats the same verses over and over again. And it's just like, okay, I, I understand that your diamonds look like they've got eczema. I heard you <laughs> I heard you the previous five times that you said it, you know? So uh, I was like, okay. What else do you got? <laughs> exactly. Moving on, you know? But uh, yeah, that's my least favorite. What about you? Completely reasonable, Eric. I see you with that. That would be on my list of songs to cut on the chopping block for this album. However, my least favorite song is a different song. I chose Trust Nobody featuring Adam Levine. And oh my God, for so many reasons. First of all, the lyrical content of the song, I completely disagree with. It is so cynical and pessimistic, and it goes against anything and everything that I personally believe in. So he already lost me there. Then the second thing is Wayne and Adam Levine is just such a random combination. And sometimes Adam Levine, when he gets together with certain artists, he can pull that off. Adam Levine and Wiz Khalifa, they had that song Payphone. It blew up on the radio. People enjoyed that. With Wayne, they just, to me, they had no chemistry whatsoever. It sounded like two separate songs, one that Adam was singing, one that Wayne was rapping. There was no cohesiveness whatsoever on this track. I just don't think that uh, Wayne and Adam Levine are a good match. And maybe if they are, they would have to redeem themselves because this track for me is not cutting it. Surprisingly, I did not hate this song and I didn't think too negatively on it, but I will agree with you that it felt contrived because... You know, it's it's kind of like, I'm not saying Wayne has a habit of doing this because I know he doesn't, but it's kind of like that strategy where you're just like, okay, well, if I'm going to get a pop singer, I may as well get one that, you know, appeals to a huge amount of people. And you go with like the most obvious one or the most cliche one, you know, for, for Wayne to write lyrics that are atypical of his standard repertoire, I can understand how that would be a huge turnoff for you huge turnoff massive turnoff but you guys there is still hope for this album because eric and i were able to come up with at least five favorite tracks we have our top five and that's what we're ending off today so eric will just go back and forth we'll go from five all the way to our number one 
How about you kick it off with your number five and why? Gladly. So my number five was funeral because it's... All right. So (laughs) I can't believe this is happening again, but I'm jumping in not to cut you off, but to just mutually agree with you because funeral was also my number five. Very nice. Yeah, I think it's a fantastic way to open the album. Unfortunately, it tricked both of us because, you know, we were like, oh my God, this is going to be some crazy concept album about life and death and God knows what else. Yes. And, you know, I just love that really amazing bass line that's underneath everything, making it so dramatic. I love love the fact that Wayne really knows how to set up a scene, how to paint a story. It was so dramatic. You could, I at least I could visually see him entering with his crowd and they're all shooting up the place and being disrespectful to everybody there. Just the way he describes things is just so perfect in this song. And I wish he would have done this throughout the entire album. This could have been one of his best albums yet if he were to continue song by song with that theme. And like you said, he's just such a great storyteller. He paints this picture. As you're listening to the song, you visualize the whole thing. And it's it's supposed to set up the rest of the album. And it just sets up so much promise. <laughs> but yeah, easily a top five track. And even though the, the rest of the album didn't necessarily pan out, Funeral, what an intro track. What a great start to this album. And easily a top five track. Definitely. And to speaking to the same point we've been making so far about the, you know, underlying theme of this album, just because you mentioned the word funeral throughout most of the songs does not make it a concept yes, album. Yes, so come just on. Please learn from this if you're <laughs> planning on making a concept album in the future. Yeah. And, you know, just it's one thing I guess I would say a bit of advice is to just look at your contemporaries. That's how musicians would do it they would look to see what their friends were doing what kind of albums they were making and then they would take ideas the best ideas from that stuff and then use it as their own so you know that's what i respect about wayne he does the complete opposite of that he stays in his own lane he doesn't look towards any uh direction within the music industry whether that be in rap or any other genre and he just creates what he's feeling at the time which there's nothing wrong with that because that's how he became who he is today and the figure that he is in hip-hop however i do think that somebody on his team should put their ear towards the ground here to what's really going on at the time and the themes and what is working and the beats and everything and kind of help guide his process along the way i think that could really change things tremendously for wayne moving forward in his career all right. So, well, very well said, first of all. And Thank you. And my number four is Stop Playing With Me. Nice. Also a great track. Yes, I really love the pop aspect of it. I love the way he uses the autotune in this song. And I think this would definitely make a great one to play live. You would definitely get a lot of people dancing to it. You know, it's just an infectious song. How about you? Totally. What's your number four? totally agree with you for stop playing with me great track my number four would be mama mia very nice very good song i that almost made my list that's one of the songs i was talking about that when i was picking the final track listing and then deciding you know how to rank them i was like do i really want this one on here i don't know it was really close 
Yeah, great track. To me, easily a standout track on this album. And just to reiterate what I've said previously, the beat was insane. Once it kicked in, I was like, how is he going to pull this off, rapping over a beat like this? It really pushed Wayne to his utmost potential. He goes hard throughout the entire track. He just keeps going harder and harder. And I just loved his wordplay. And I loved everything about this track. I Like I said before... I call it a serial killer track, and he murdered this beat. He murdered everything about this song, so easily top five. Eric, we're heading into top three territory. What is your number three pick? Three is Mahogany. Nice. I love that song. I love what he does towards the end where he just slows it down. And I guess the reason why I love it is because I just seen the episode to Hip Hop Evolution, and so to you know, hear this on an album for the first time and actually know the context behind it, I was like, wow, this is so cool. Like, I'm I'm actually getting this in real time, you know? Hey, Eric, you want to know something even cooler? What? Mahogany is also my number three. Really? Really. <laughs> that is so awesome. Wow. This is very rare that this happens. I mean, usually we can match up maybe one in our top five, but to go... For two, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, but you know what? The stakes are high this time because if you'll recall, the both of us knew straight away what our number one is going to be. And so now it's like, yes. you know, the, the it's all coming to that. So Mahogany is both our number threes. What's your number two then? My number two is Sights and Silencers. Awesome. I knew this was going to make your list. Yes, I love this song. I, I love Dark Side of the Moon, and this is, you know, a, a logical choice for a top five. It's just such a beautiful song. The They're, dream sounds great here. Yes, he does. Wayne does not fall behind. You know, his vocals go very well together with the dreams. The lyrics are also very beautiful. I love that those robotic vocals, you know, underneath everything. It's perfect, really. And truth be told, this almost was my number one really yes wow it is a great track I i'm with you on that and yeah i love the chemistry between the dream and little wayne i love the mood that they set it's definitely a refreshing song in between some of these other songs yeah and you know how good this song had to be to make me doubt my uh, number one because like i said i i knew which one was going to be my favorite right away same here but you know for for me to doubt myself because of Sights and Silencers, I mean, it, it has to be a great song. How about you? What's your number two? My number two would be I Do It featuring Big Sean and Little Baby. I am a big fan of Big Sean. I think he's one of the best current rappers in the game right now. And when it came to this collab with Lil Wayne, Big Sean, Little Baby, I think that they all had great chemistry on the track. I think that there was nobody that stayed behind. They were all equally rapping in the same momentum, same drive. And this was a highlight track for me because it shows how Wayne has that competitive nature where he has to be the best rapper on the track. But Big Sean and Lil Baby do not fall behind and they keep up with Wayne and I think that the whole collaboration in general was one of the better use of features on this album. I totally agree with you and that's another one I was grappling with. You know, I was like, oh like when I first heard the album I was trying to count which ones would make my top five. Yes, yeah, it was tough. And it was tough. Yeah, yeah. And like the first three I'm like, oh yeah, these are for sure gonna be my top five. And then I heard the rest of the album and I was like, oh man. Now I gotta rethink what I uh what I had picked. 
Eric, this is kind of wild because, I don't know, maybe we could possibly have the same number one. We shall see. Um, What's your number one? My number one is Piano Trap. Ooh, okay, okay. And I love this song because to me, it just screams Wayne. It screams what he's about. I love the tempo change toward the end. That's one thing that you have to know about me. I love tempo changes in any genre. Doesn't just have to be rock, whether it's in hip hop, jazz, blues. Whenever something unpredictable like that happens, I love it and I'm all for it. And especially in a song like this, where it goes from a very slow beat to a mid tempo beat and Wayne just goes crazy, you know, with his MC skills. And I really just think that that entire song screams Little Wayne because really it's the story of him, it's the story of who he is as a fighter, as an MC, all the adversities he's had to overcome, how successful he's been after being knocked down and getting back up again. My opinion, this is the quintessential Wayne song in this album. From what I've gathered online, people would agree with you, Eric. This has been a fan favorite. There's been a couple standouts like Mahogany and I Do It, but Piano Trap has definitely been a fan favorite among those, and you can totally understand why. I I get why it's your number one pick, of course. Yeah, I mean, you should have seen my face when I heard that song and I got to the second half of it. I just smiled so much because I was like, oh my god, this is like the golden combination of a Wayne song, you know? Yes. And how about you? I I get the feeling that we didn't have the same one, so what is your number one? We did not have the same one. I wonder what you're going to think about my number one choice. We're about to find out. My number one choice upon first listen instantly fell in love with it. I wish the whole album sounded like this track, and I'm talking about Dreams. Very good song. I like that one because I feel, I feel like that's another one that uh, quintessential almost made my list too. Because Little Wayne track. It is his vocal signature. I mean, everything that you've ever heard from Wayne is in that one song as well. Like the, the, the paranoid screaming he does throughout the lyrics. The also, storytelling throughout yes, the, the song. the storytelling for sure. I, I love that he really knows how to evoke fear in this one. You know, thank God it was just a dream. Like the way he screams that is trademark Wayne. And the beat is just really awesome. I love the, uh, you know, quiet, loud dynamic yes. in there as well. So you see what I mean? Like there are it's a bunch explosive. of songs. That, yes. This is what I mean. There's a bunch of songs that almost made my top five, but it was hard to narrow it down to just, to just these, you know? There are good songs on here, people. Do not get discouraged by listening to this episode. Go and check out this album for yourself and then report back because I want to know what you think. Eric wants to know what you think. And overall, we want to know where this album ranks in your personal ranking of Lil Wayne's discography. And we want to know if this album met your expectations. Absolutely. You know, these are these are just our opinions, but who knows? You may listen to this album and you may think it's the best one he's ever released, or you may even like it more than the Carter Five. Who are we to tell you? So with that, you guys, make sure you head on over to www.musicmattersmedia.com and let us know there. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook at Music Matters Media. And stay tuned for our next episode.